Welcome to Wisconsin DNR's Wild Wisconsin Off the Record Podcast. Information straight from the source. another episode of the Wisconsin DNR Wild Wisconsin Off the Record Podcast. So as a reminder for people listening, this really gives us a chance as DNR staff um, an opportunity to give, to give you, the listener, an inside look at uh, what our staff are doing in the field and in the office to kind of improve your time in the outdoors. Um, and today in, predict- in particular, we've got a special one. Uh, we're going to be talking about DNR's new free hunting app, Hunt Wild Wisconsin. Uh, so today we're joined by Scott Carroll and Jeff Walters, who both work uh, within the Wildlife Management Bureau at DNR, um, and two real key parts uh, that they played in kind of developing and getting this app ready for you guys to use in the field. So um, before we start, I will mention that, um, as I mentioned, the app is free to download. If you go to dnr.wi.gov, keywords hunt app, you're going to find that, um, whether Google Play, iTunes Store, um, either of those, so it takes two minutes. Um, and you'll be on your way in the woods using the app. So uh, why don't we get started, guys? Today, uh, like I mentioned, we're joined by Scott Carroll and Jeff Walters. So um, maybe we'll start with you, Scott. Do you want to just give a little background about what you do at DNR and kind of how it connects to the app and, and the bigger picture? Sure, yeah. Uh, so I'm the Rules and Regs Coordinator for the Bureau of Wildlife Management, and essentially my job is to shepherd all uh, new regulatory content or, or rules that move through, uh, you know, deer hunting related or any really hunting or trapping related rules through uh, to, so they're actually as good as statute at this point. And then also what I'm in charge of making sure our regulations get printed out. So all those pamphlets that hunters pick up before the season to review all of our rules of likes content and making sure that those get out or have the most up-to-date and accurate information. Jeff, how about you? I've been with the agency for about 20 years in a business analyst role, primarily in the uh, mapping side of things and the technology side of things, so that's what brought me to this project. So do you guys want to talk just briefly maybe about your time in the outdoors or experience in the outdoors that may have played a role in kind of giving you guys the ability to really do a good job working on this app and kind of making sure it's where hunters want it? I'll strictly say that from my perspective, I am a public land hunter. Um, It's one thing that I do routinely throughout the year, and this theme of providing access to public lands has been an important part for not only myself, but the agency for a long time. Um, About 15 years ago, we provided our very first access to public lands in the form of a web browser. So um, when I go out in the field, I'm using tools like this routinely to be able to see where I am and what sort of opportunities exist. Yeah, kind of the opposite of Jeff, really. I've always hunted on private land for the most part, but I think... Uh, what I was looking into with this project is providing some of the things in this app that I would want to have out in the field while I'm uh, deer hunting, turkey hunting, bear hunting. And w- what we really try to do is uh, you know, push a lot of things that most hunters would use, our, our regulatory content, giving that uh, to hunters in a way that's easy to read and, a- and understand, and also providing, I think, what's the most important thing, which is our up-to-date shooting hours uh, to give hunters so they don't have to try to look at our, uh, you know, in our paper regs, we've got a, uh, it's a table essentially with 
dates and times, and it's not exactly the easiest thing to read. And I think we were trying to do something a little different into this app uh, for people who uh, are interested in that information. So I think that's some good background. Uh, we'll just get into it. So I mentioned the name of it, Hunt Wild Wisconsin. So I'm going to start out asking you guys, why create an app? The primary reason for creating the app was, as I said earlier, about promoting our public lands. Uh, we receive, the agency receives a lot of money through Pittman-Robinson dollars, through uh, hunters' purchases of ammo and equipment and that sort of thing. So we had an opportunity, a unique opportunity, I would say, to be able to de develop something that we've never been able to do before. So that was the very first kickoff at this, is being able to have an extra pot of money to develop something like this app. Also kind of building off that, I think what we wanted to do is provide people who are using public lands or even outdoors in general with the tools and, uh, that they need to be successful and to have the most up-to-date information that they need. Uh, so they're following current rules and regulations and uh, that you know they can explore maybe new areas or, or reach out and try new species, maybe uh, pursuing a new species that they've never pursued before. And one of the things, you know, uh, why an app specifically is because we know now that a lot of our users are moving over. It's a digital age now. And uh, you know, our turkey, we do a spring turkey bonus drawing for bonus sales, and 70% of those bonus sales were done through our online uh, license sales through Go Wild. So we know that those people are purchasing licenses online. They're not going in and they're not picking up a paper pamphlet of regulations. And we know it's important that those people still have that regulatory content. You know, there still will be people who, who need paper regulations, and that's great, but we're also seeing a trend moving over to the digital age and people who aren't uh, you know, bringing a paper regs out in the field. We want to have that information out there and available to them as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the digital age thing is huge, and I think the department as a whole, a theme that hopefully you as the public is seeing is we're working hard to stay relevant. Podcasts, apps, web series, um, the way we present the regs, the way you kind of read the regs in the field, whether you do that on the phone or in the pamphlet or anything like that. So um, I think this is a really good example of steps that we're taking as an agency to make sure that we're kind of staying current and staying relevant. So I thought it might also be interesting for people. Can you guys describe kind of 30,000 foot view from front uh, start to finish? What did the process look like for kind of building this app and getting it ready for people to use in the field? Well, our process started with looking at the app and saying, wow, there's a lot of great things that we can narrow this thing down to. We want to be able to find where we are in a map. We want to be able to show our rules and regulations. Um, but we want to do all of that via a mobile app. And the reality is, is that we don't have a lot of that technical expertise in the agency ourselves. So we had to go down a path of being able to find a vendor that could provide this. So we went through a lengthy process to be able to look and, and, and we went through a lot of reviewing of a lot of different customers, excuse me, vendors, um, looking at their qualifications and their experiences in the mobile app development. And ironically, we chose a company here in Madison that uh, was able to deliver on that, and that's what we see here today. Yeah, and also, you know, once we, our developer, when they were working on the app, uh, they were providing us with updates and, you know, we're giving that feedback. And also, we provided, we had to do quite a bit of testing on this app. So when we had a, a version of the app in our hands, you know, we're doing some initial testing in, in uh, you know, about July or so, where we were seeing, you know, major issues that maybe we were trying to identify. But then we were trying to, when we were narrowing things down and honing it down, we were taking it out and, you know, we're based in Madison. So 
we're blessed with great Wi-Fi uh, and cellular signals, but we knew that that's not what's going to be happening for people who are using this out on public lands or out in the field in general. So we, we went and we took this and we gave it to our field staff and we really tasked them with saying, hey, try to find something wrong with this. Take this out for a couple of weeks, take it out in the field, you know, or use it in your office maybe where there's not a lot of self-coverage and see if this thing works. And so we, we did that um, to, you know, try to, to get a, a more, dis, I guess, dispersed flavor on whether this app would work or not. We also gave it to a couple of external people as well. We didn't just want this to be, uh, you know, have a DNR focus on this. We wanted to give it to some external people who weren't uh, directly related with the DNR and give their thoughts on this. And we were able to use all that information that we got and really put forward, I think, something that we thought the public would really enjoy. Yeah, I think it's important to touch on that. You did. We did have externals kind of working in the field testing it because at the end of the day, um, you're who we're building this app for. So I, I think that's an important important thing to remember is um, a huge thank you to those people who did do that for us. Um, and then just keeping that in mind that if you're out enjoying the app, like that's thanks to, to DNR staff and hunters who, who took the time to test this on their own time. So, well, why don't we just get into it? Do you guys want to start talking about maybe the features of the app itself? Yeah, sure. This app really it has a lot of features and it's very you know difficult. I don't want to overwhelm people all at once, but you know, there's a mapping function feature to this. There's regulations. There's the ability to uh, view your shooting hours. You can save uh, specific uh, locations or features of interest in this app. So if you've got, you know, you're walking through a public land and you see some good deer sign or, or whatever sign you may have, you can log that and your GPS on your phone will actually uh, pinpoint that location so you can go back and find that area in a future date. Uh, you can save trails and tracks. So let's say you want to explore a new area, a new public land. You're not really familiar with where you're going. The app gives you the ability to uh, save your starting point, and then it'll record your track essentially through that wherever you're going through your phone's GPS, and you can uh, you know save your endpoint then as well. So then you can go back or you can find your way out of that property. You can find that spot that you really thought was really special at a future date, you can go back and find that trail that you used. Uh, shooting hours, again, it's a really big thing. Well, you know, Some of the features of this app that we really tried to focus on was, as I mentioned before, we realized that, that when you're in certain areas of the state, cellular service and a GPS signal may not be available for you. So our, um, our regulations and some of our mapping features are all designed to be still available for you if you really are in the driftless area and don't have a cellular signal. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, Jeff, do you want to go into a little bit of the mapping specifically? I guess, why don't we rewind quick here? Is there anything people need to know overall before going to download this app? Yeah, I would say there, there are. Uh, the very first thing is, is that when the app launches, we're going to remind you that not all of these lands are open to public hunting. So while we show all of these lands from a federal perspective, a county perspective, a state perspective, we recognize that not all of them can be open to the public. So we caution people on the use of that and highly recommend that um, individuals contact local DNR offices if they're not sure about boundaries, um, or they can certainly contact local um, people that live there to make sure that their clear definition of boundaries are well understood before they go on any of these properties. We do know that there are properties that are going to be displayed on this map that might be slightly off, as an example. Boundary trespassing is a really odd issue that the agency has been dealing with for many, many years. So uh, pay attention to signs as much as possible. Yeah, keep in mind, too, that your phone has a, basically a recreational-grade GPS. So it's accurate, but it's not pinpoint accuracy. And that's 
nothing that the app can really control at this point. So if you're using your location in this app to teeter on the edge of trespassing or not, that's not something we really highly recommend. And as Jeff mentioned, pay attention to signs, to postings, and uh, maybe get a lay of the land also before you go out there uh, so you're not just relying on this app for uh, boundary lines. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and it's a good segue to the next part of that is all of the data that we show on the map is originally intended for a display that is not on a mobile app, if that makes sense. So in other words, when you zoom in and you see a boundary line, that boundary line may not be drawn right either. That might be off plus or minus 40 feet. It might be off plus or minus 500 feet. So we have to really use a lot of caution. You've got your GPS unit on your phone and you've got the data layers themselves, which can incorporate more air. The app itself, though, is really, a, I think we should take a step back by saying it's really a species-driven app, right, guys? Oh, absolutely. Um, when we come into the app, you can be overwhelmed with this list of species, but we really wanted to target the app towards what is it that you're interested in doing. You may be a trapper, as an example, and you may not deer hunt or pheasant hunt. And so the app is allowing you to select your species. And the importance of that is, is that once your species are established, we're then able to show you automatically your seasons, whether or not they're open, both shooting dates, and your regulations are automatically tied to that species that you're in. Yeah, it's, it's, it's important to notice, too, that in order to get a lot of this, the really uh, core app content, you're going to have to uh, create an account, essentially. There is the ability to sign in as a guest, but um, a lot of these things that we mentioned before, the, you know, some of the mapping tools, the regulatory tools, shooting hours, you need to create that, get, that actual content so that we can provide you and you can pull that information at a later date. So while we, you know, we, uh, we offer the ability to create a guest account, we really encourage you to sign in so we can give you more of that uh, in-depth core app functionality. And then and downloading the app and creating an account are both free. I just want to kind of reiterate that so everyone's, everyone's familiar with that too. So it's free of charge, um, takes about a minute to create an account, super easy. Um, and it's going to give you some more of those features that um, going in as a guest may not give you. Sure. So as, a, as Jeff mentioned, it's, a, it's a definitely a species-driven app. So what we've been able to do is, let's say you're only a turkey hunter. Um, when you go in and you select that species, every bit of information after you've selected turkey is going to be tailored directly to that species. So your shooting hours are going to be directly tailored to that species. The regulatory content uh, that you'll find in there is going to be all directly related to turkey. So you're not ha having to sift through like in our paper regs, we have small game and turkey in one pamphlet. Well, if you want to find information specific to turkey, you may have to dig through about a dozen pages before you find the turkey information. Uh, you don't have to do that in this app. And um, I think that's a really important feature is that we've kind of synthesized it. And it's also important to realize that all of the information available on our paper regs is available in this app. So you don't have to, if you need to, take that app out in the field along with a paper reg. If you're, you know what species you're going to pursue, all that regulatory information is right there in that app for you. And I love the fact that provided your, loca your location is enabled, it automatically finds where you are in the map. So you're able to see a satellite image of that right away. You're able to see if you want to be able to turn on a topo quad and look at elevation, or if you want to be able to turn on or off many other layers that we have in there. We return, one of the key features is we return your zone. So in Scott's example of turkey hunting, if you're in zone A, your, your location is enabled, they will automatically tell you on your phone that you're in current zone, turkey zone A, which is great. Sometimes people are on the fence, it's like, especially in the deer hunting world, am I in this zone or am I in that zone? 
and again, provided location is on, it will tell you that information right out of the gates. Mm -hmm. um, and do you guys want to cover, we've mentioned a few times um, for places that may not have cell coverage. So what works, what works on this app when you are in the middle of the boonies with absolutely no service at all? Can you guys go over that? Yeah, sure. So our, um, our rules and regulations, that all saves to your phone as soon as you download the app. So as long as you have access to a Wi-Fi signal when you're downloading, you should when you're downloading this app, all that regulatory content, content is now available on your phone. So when you go out to the, you know, the middle of nowhere or the northern woods of Wisconsin, you're lacking a cell phone signal, you can still find that regulatory content. And it should also give you the ability to, while it won't update your shooting hours based on your location, if you don't have that signal, you will have the ability to go in and look at base shooting hours from that day because it's downloaded to your, it's, it's in the regulations. So you should be able to see the base shooting hours and the shooting hours adjustment map within that, uh, the regulatory information. So from the mapping perspective, what we would expect to see is not a whole lot of information. A lot of this data, if you will, is being derived from a big server farm somewhere far, far, far away. So our ability to return a satellite image or an air photo, excuse me, or topo quads isn't going to work. And so we've developed a feature in the app that allows you to save a map. So if you're in northern Lincoln County or wherever it's going to be Vilas County, our recommendation is that once you're on a cellular connection or a Wi-Fi connection, that you create a saved map an area of extent that you know you're going to visit when there's high likelihood that you're not going to have a connection. Now when you go to that location, you have the ability to load that saved map. And when you load that saved map, you'll then be able to combine that with your GPS location, which is really the power of the, of the app. So people might be a little bit frustrated by that, that I've got to enable my location. I don't have a cell phone reception. But the best part about that is, is if you can actually create that map prior to going out in the field, it will alleviate some of those frustrations of poor reception. So basically what I'm hearing is, even if you're in the Northwoods without service, you're still going to get a lot out of this app. Absolutely. I mean, the regulations alone, I think, is giving people a tool that they haven't had before. So I think that's really interesting. Yeah, before, you know, users had to actually, to get uh, digital regulatory content, go to our website and download a PDF. Well, that's depending on a, a cell phone signal. And now that, that we take that out of the equation, which is really important. And I want to go through one other example that might relate to people. And that is, you might go to the northern woods of uh, Vilas County, wherever it's going to be, and you might determine that you're walking down the wood, down the trail, and you might see a feature that you want to mark as a waypoint or a track. Nothing prevents you from being able to do that. You can still use your GPS um, availability on your phone to collect that waypoint or that track. It might not mean a whole lot because you might not see that satellite image, but when you go back to your office or when you go back to work or back to home, you can then load that up with a Wi-Fi connection. Now that satellite image is going to come on, and now you can start to see a little bit more lay of the land. So there is more functionality built in. You just kind of have to explore the app. Mm -hmm. And for people listening who may be thinking, well, why the heck are they telling me all the things that this app can't do? It's more of these are situations that are hopefully going to be pretty pretty rare for most people based on where you hunt. Um, that may or may not be the case, but we really want to let you know of some of the scenarios that might come up so you can take the steps ahead of time to make sure that your app's fully functional when you're out in the woods with saving maps um, or something like that. So that's really what we're going for as we're kind of explaining these scenarios. Uh, so is there anything else on the mapping side of things that you guys wanted to touch on? Other than the availability of all the different layers that are out there, if you're a grouse hunter, if you're a dove hunter, 
if you hunt um, migratory birds, all of those layers or information will come up. Uh, we hope that someday soon our pheasant layers will come on there, our managed forest law. So there are a lot of different layers. Even if you just want a street view from a mapping perspective, there is an option to be able to draw the street view. Navigating is always important. Sometimes that satellite image doesn't always help, but there's a lot of options in the mapping world, and for the most part, it works pretty seamless. And then we mentioned the regs portion. I won't go back into that, but the main things there are you can use, you can get the regulations whether or not you have cell service, so that's great. Um, it's everything that's found in the paper regs, which is also great. So that is the equivalent of taking those regs with you in the field. Uh, do you guys want to give just maybe a few examples of some of the categories? So we're not just giving you paragraph after paragraph of regulations. It's actually kind of organized in a way that hopefully is going to be most useful for you guys. Yeah, sure. So we, we did things a little differently with the regulations and how they are, I guess, presented in our paper regs where we don't really have like a, an index or a table where we have these overarching bins that we call them or core uh, regulatory content that we think crosses all barriers of species. So we should see consistency. You may not see all the bins in each species, but you should see most of them. So examples of this are, as I mentioned, shooting hours. So you should be able to, when you select that, see the shooting hours for that day or even future days, the base shooting hours for that species. We have a, a, you know, our next most probably important one is what's new. You know, we have new regulatory content that gets put in every year and people are wondering what is new for this season. You select that, that's anything in the paper regs that's, you know, we have this uh, initially in the, in, the, in the booklet, there's a couple pages that we just highlight the things that are new for this season. That's right there for you too. Uh, our top FAQs, uh, frequently asked questions that we think come up for that specific species. That's another uh, you know, a bin. Our general regulations, you know, we always, uh, you'll see in the pamphlets, it says something, it says it's illegal to do X, Y, or Z. Well, that's a whole subcategory right there within the regulations. Uh, season dates are there, bag limits are there. We tell you what to do when you've harvested an animal. So tagging, registration, transportation, uh, information about license stamps and permits are all available. We have many definitions in our regulations, that's available. Baiting, refeeding, re baiting and feeding restrictions, if that's something that's specific to that species will be there. Uh, a lot of youth mentor and uh, hunting opportunities should be there. And then, you know, dog training or any other, uh, anything possible, we've tried to break it into really core overarching themes so that you're not having to sift through pages and pages of regulations to find the information. You'll just have to scroll a little bit and hopefully be able to find it a lot faster than you could in the paper regulations. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to highlight one of those, which would be season dates. If you look at season dates in the deer hunting world, it was always difficult. You'd have to go to page 35 or 36 or something like that and you'd find a table and you'd have to find out exactly which season it is. Now we have a category for season dates that actually shows you the specific date and closing, closing day. And so whether it was the antlerless season, muzzleloader season, it's all in one spot. It's super easy to find. And it will notify you whether or not the season is open or closed as a reminder, which is a really handy feature. Yeah, that, uh, that would probably be pretty helpful. So how about, I guess we'll move on from regulations unless there's anything else you guys want to cover. So I think we, we covered kind of saving locations, saving tracks and trails and things like that. Um, so we're hoping you guys are going to get some good use out of that. Um, shooting hours, we touched on that. Anything else you guys want to add there? Just pretty much that um, with the right cell service, you're going to get an exact time. Yeah, and so, you know, as Jeff mentioned before, you know, knowing whether or not you are in a zone or not or a specific zone is, can be very difficult. For me, the, one of the things that's always difficult is where I hunt, 
we're right on the line of, you know, where you do an adjustment for your shooting hours, we're right between the plus eight and the plus four, and you never quite know exactly which one you're in because the line is, you know, it's, it's a zoomed out map that we provide, and it's, um, you know, the line's fairly big. So what we've been able to do, if you can access a, a GPS signal with your phone uh, and a cellular signal, you should be able to get adjusted shooting hours based on your location. So, you know, it's, it's based on a a longitudinal line and if you're within that line if your GPS picks up that signal it should automatically adjust your shooting hours for the plus four plus eight or whatever so you don't have to do that math there which you know for certain people can be very difficult yeah the less math the better I think we would all agree on that I want to take that one step further what about a feature that's probably not widely known but we have the ability to notify you as well so we have the ability to set up a notification that you're getting close to a waypoint or that shooting hours are starting or stopping. So in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little notifications thing, and if you choose that, it will let you know that those shooting hours are gonna start or they're gonna stop. And that could be through a tone, vibration, whatever it may be on your phone. I think that's really useful because we're not expecting people to have their phone out in front of them for the entire day monitoring those minutes. So if you can get like a vibration, I don't think people are gonna want the, the tone notification, depending on what you're hunting, I guess. but. Um, you're going to be able to get that notification when the end of shooting hours is coming up, which I think is going to be really great and hopefully going to help people have a safer hunt too. That's going to be good for everyone out there. So a theme that we've been touching on kind of throughout this podcast and what we were really going for with the Hunt Wild Wisconsin app is giving you everything you need kind of in one place. And I think a good segue now would be, can you guys talk about um, the connection to Go Wild and Game Reg, which for people who aren't familiar with that is... Um, how you register game for a lot of species in Wisconsin. Yeah, it's an excellent point, Sawyer. Scott mentioned Go Wild right away in the early stages, and Go Wild is really, really important for us because we want to tie the world of Go Wild, all of your game registration, all of your license and tags, and that world is constantly changing, it seems. And to be able to make all that information very, very accessible to you and your hands. When you look at the, the menu option, of the app, you'll see the ability to do game registration. We're looking for that one touch, as seamless as possible, uh, ability to be able to get into game registration. Again, these are sensitive, um, you need to have a cellular connection, um, but once you have a cellular connection, you can basically take that name, that tag, or that registration, you can perform those registrations directly from the field. Our goal is to really marry everything about a hunter's and someday in the future, angler's license to what is in this app or future apps. So we want to be able to give you the ability to look at your licenses. In the deer hunting world, you may have an antler's tag for Columbia County, you may have one for Vilas County, you may not remember that, and it's time to register an animal, and you're like, which one is that? This app will give you that ability to look at those licenses and or tags and to be able to see that information right there. You as well may be in the field and you may say, hey, I forgot this type of license or stamp or whatever it's going to be and you can purchase that license directly from the app as well. We hope that in the future, like I said before, there's more integrated in integration between Go Wild and the Hunt Wild app. Yeah, and that sounds great and it sounds like this is a pretty darn good first step to kind of getting there. So I'm I'm glad you touched on that. And one other thing that you will well, I guess we'll go through the whole menu. You guys have it both have it up on the app. So what else can you get from that menu there? Sure, yeah. So there's a, we do have an app tutorial. So for people who maybe, you know, we've talked a lot about the app features, but they may be a little confused or uh, worried that they might not be able to uh, 
navigate the app because there's a lot there. We basically provide you with a video step-by-step -step of everything from start to finish on how to use the app. So we really, really highly recommend that you take a look at that app tutorial before you start getting into uh, you know, the specific app features so you're able to seamlessly walk through this. You know, we've got a plan a trip function. What that's mainly supposed to do is to look into the future. You know, if you're, if you're hunting in the same area that you're, uh, you're currently in at this moment, you can look at future shooting dates and season dates and, and you know if you're looking to plan a vacation or something like that it's it's meant to be a tool that you can look into the future and say okay on this date the, the shooting hours are going to be uh, this and this and the season dates will be open for this species. Um, you have the opp opportunity to support your public lands we have a link to Cherish Wisconsin in the app so um, that's available for you. We also have um, the Hunt Wild Wisconsin or the Wild Wisconsin podcast you if you're out in the field and you know it's pretty slow or it's just you're not seeing anything that day you you, you can listen to this podcast on the app as you're out in the field so um, if you have a uh, android phone we have a link to the stitcher account for the uh, app and then if for ios we have uh, itunes available for you so you can download and listen to those apps and one thing i will mention there um an fyi for people whether you're just getting into podcasts or long time long time listener if you know you're going to be without cell service when you're on this app and you select to go to the, our podcast channel, you can download those episodes ahead of time. So just like you can download a map in the app, you can have those episodes ready to go on your phone when you get out there. So then you're not relying on uh, cell service there. So Yeah, and there's also a lot of account information for you in this menu. So you can change your, uh, your password essentially if you wanted to. Um, you can go in uh, and edit your species. So there's a My Species where if you want to add a few more species to your your menu, you can do that. Uh, the account is also where you access your saved maps. So if you go and you you did like we asked and we you save that map while you have a good wireless signal and you want to open up in the field when you're out without a wireless signal, go to the account, you can access your saved maps. You should have been able to name it and you can pick out that app or that map that you've saved and use it and load it in the field for use. You can also, if you're sharing a phone by, by happenstance and you want to log out so somebody else can log in, you can log out of your account from uh, the app's menu. Which is, which is an important part for registration, actually. So someone else could log back on and be able to put in their tag number if they want, or they could continue to use the same one. But uh, logging out and re-logging on doesn't always have to be that one named user. Many users as possible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We also give you some opportunities to provide us, to contact us directly in the app. So, um, you know, if you're using this app, and obviously this is the first iteration of the app, and if you see something that you think would really benefit the app, we encourage you to submit some feedback. You'll be able to send us an email saying, hey, have you guys thought about this for a future build? Or we're really looking for that interaction between our users, our customers, and ourselves because you know we don't know what you're thinking until you tell us. So we've tried to take, uh, you know, listen to externals on this, but if you think that there's something that would really benefit the app, we really encourage you to send us some feedback on it. We have a staff directory, so if you're looking for specific questions, that's available. Uh, you can report a violation from the app, and you can also call our customer hotline directly from the app. So there's a lot of ways for you to contact us direct, directly in this app. So a lot of features, a lot of features we think are going to be super useful for people in the field. So is there anything else you guys want to cover feature-wise that maybe we didn't go over? I mean, that was, that was a lot. It well, is a lot. <laughs> I was just out uh, recently pheasant hunting, and... I was with a young dog walking around, and I saw her walking in an area that I had never walked before because she, she kind of ran away a little bit farther than I hoped. And when I got to the spot, I ended up finding an apple tree with a ton of scrapes, as an example. 
the ability to capture that waypoint and to be able to go back to that waypoint, to rename that waypoint um, is huge. But most importantly, when you're on the map, you do have the ability to hold on the map and to return a lat long. That part right there is really, really nice if you have a, a, a fully functional GPS unit, if you want to transpose that lat long to that GPS unit. It's a very handy feature that I'm assuming most people don't know about. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's one of those that we hope kind of, for lack of a better term, kind of the power users of the app, that's something once they get a hang of it, you're really going to be able to use this thing for a lot. So the million dollar question, I've used a bunch of hunting apps and mapping apps in my time. I've used this one. I really like it. It's free, as we mentioned. What, what's unique about this app? Why should people download it? That we've seen this. Before we started this effort, we actually sat down and we tried to review all products that are out in the marketplace. We developed this app because the functionality that we've described here today doesn't exist. The ability to see our DNR content, our actual boundary layers of our migratory bird zones, of our deer hunting zones, to be able to couple that with our public access lands, um, to be able to most importantly get to our shooting hours and regulations, that doesn't exist. You might have other apps that might show weather, and they do that a lot better than we do because we're not doing it right now. Mm -hmm. But there are other entities that show things slightly different, but none that wrap them all up in the umbrella that we're doing here. This is your DNR customer experience. It's got go wild rules and regulations, so it is unique into itself. And, you know, I, I'm the rules and regs guy for wildlife, so I have that angle when I'm coming in on this, but no other app has gone through the extent that we've done to inter inject all our rule, regulatory content into this app. And what we can do is when we get rule changes, we can update that app and it'll be immediately refreshed as soon as you get to a Wi-Fi signal on your phone. And I know no other app that can do that. You know, recently we have a rough grouse season got shortened this year. We've already been able to do that in the app. Instead of, you know, linking to a PDF where we have to go back and edit that PDF, all we have to go do is enter, go to that database that we've entered all this information in, change the date, have our, our uh, database refreshed, and the app will show it almost immediately. Both excellent points. Um, that was a tough question. I threw you guys a curveball there, but I thought you answered it wonderfully because I think it is it is unique. And the other thing I personally like about it, it doesn't, you'll get the, the old school guys that, that preach woodsmanship. It doesn't do too much for you. It still gives you that ability to go out and kind of use it as much as you want to uh, from a mapping and reg standpoint, but it doesn't take away kind of that gut feeling type of stuff. You've you've still got the ability to, to mark waypoints and things like that. So I think it's just right in that sweet spot of having enough features to be incredibly useful, uh, but not going too far to just be this huge amorphous blob of an app that has too much stuff in it, which I think there are some of those out there too. So we mentioned that the tutorial is within the app itself. Um, and that's, I think it's about five minutes and that's going to, literally walk you through with someone using the app all of these features that we mentioned. You can also find it on our YouTube page, WIDNR TV. Um, you can also find it on the app webpage. So search hunt app on wi.dnr.gov or dnr.wi.gov. Um, and the information is out there, I guess, is the, the main thing that we want to hit on. There are tons of opportunities for you to, to find this app and download it. We hope you're going to enjoy it. Um, you can find all of our other podcasts, like we said, on the app, uh, which is pretty cool. You can also search dnr.wi.gov keywords Wild Wisconsin to find all that content as well. 
Um, check us out on social media. That's another great place to share feedback on the app. Um, that's been a really valuable tool for us so far, um, people letting us know what they'd like to see in the app. Um, and we've actually been, been using quite a few of those suggestions. So um, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Wild Wisconsin Off the Record podcast. Thank you, Scott and Jeff. Um, we're hoping you as a listener is going to have a good time in the field using this app. Uh, so thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on the Off the Record podcast.